0: Hey everyone, this is Ryan Panagos, a.k.a. Marvel's Agent M, and one of the co-hosts of This Week in Marvel podcast. You're listening to the Cruise Control podcast with Randy Cruz. Hey, welcome to a new edition of the Entertainment Lounge podcast here on Cruise Control. You can download, subscribe, rate, review the podcast on both soundcloud.com slash Podcast and on iTunes. You can follow me, the host, Randy Cruz, on Twitter, at Randy J. Cruz, R-A-N-D-Y, the letter J-C-R-U-Z. And today we have Mr. Blake Harris, the author of Console Wars, on the show to discuss the 25th anniversary of one of the greatest games uh, in video game history, in my opinion: The Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past. 25 years ago today, April 13th, 1992, the game was released in North America. So we got a chance to talk to him about the anniversary, the entire legacy of Legend of Zelda, where it ranks all time in video game history, the series, all that good stuff. Me and Blake Harris, you can find him on Twitter at Blake J Harris NYC. Again, he's the author of Console Wars. The battle between Sega and Nintendo. If you have not read the book or never heard of it, go out and, and, and check it out. Me and Blake Harris, Legend of Zelda, here we go. Blake Harris, my man, how you doing?
1: I am excellent. Thanks for having me back, Randy. How are
0: you? Doing good, man. Doing good. Uh, and I, I I'm not gonna say this because you're on the on the podcast again, but uh I tend to tell people on twitter or in my family that one of the best shows that i've done since i did this whole podcasting thing was the show me and you did i think about two years ago when uh the console wars book was um was out or coming out either you know either way and i had you on and we spoke about the book we had like this very big nostalgia type of uh, conversation <laughs> about Super Nintendo Nintendo Mario Sega all that good stuff and um I think for me personally not because you're on the show but I think that's still one of my favorite shows to to promote and, and to hear from time to time and um, I look forward to having this conversation with you today well I hope that
1: I live up to the last conversation <laughs> and uh, you know you did a great job I yeah, great questions. It was a lot of fun.
0: I'm psyched to do it again. Yeah. Sometimes the uh, the sequel isn't better than the original, but I hope hopefully that means you can can, <laughs> can pull it off. That's true. That's
1: very true.
0: All right. So again, we're chatting with the author of Console Wars, uh, Blake Harris. He's on Twitter at Blake J Harris NYC. If you haven't heard of the the book Console Wars or haven't read it. Uh, I strongly advise you to go ahead and, and buy it and read it. One of the best game, uh, books about video games that you'll read on the market today. Um, real quick, it, it's been two years since that, that book came out, correct? Yep. Okay, yeah. so two years later, do do you still get people writing you, texting you, Uh, tweeting at you about, hey, man, I just got the book. It's a great read. Uh, Are are you still getting that that feedback uh, today?
1: Absolutely, and it's incredible. Um, I mean, actually, the book came out, the hardcover of the book came out almost three years ago in May 2014. So, you know, it's been almost three years since the original book and then two years since the paperback. Mm -hmm. And I do, you know, a, a few times every week I'll hear, how much somebody loved the book or I'll hear questions about it and, and that's so much better than I ever expected and it's because of people like you spreading the word and you know, I think a lot of times with books, um, they come out, they sell or they don't or they don't sell, and then that's kind of the end. And then things move on. But what's been so great with Console Wars is that it has really sustained a life over the past few years. Um, you know, I see that just I see that it sells a few hundred copies every week, so that's you know, I know that it's getting to new people, and I do continue to hear from people online. So, you know, I couldn't be happier, and I thank people like you for spreading the word.
0: No problem, man. Um, have you gotten any feedback from someone, like let's say someone famous or a celebrity or big time, that that read your book and, and gave you feedback on it? And has there ever been someone that you said, oh, wow, he or she read my book?
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, you know, because I do the... I work with Paul Shearer for the How Does This Get Made podcast, and Paul is a celebrity, someone I admired before I even knew him. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've gotten to meet a bunch of comedians through him, um, especially I was, you know, I, I'm a huge fan of that TV show, The League, and so meeting some of the castmates and having them tell me that they liked my work when I was, like, feeling like a fanboy, like, oh, my God, I love you guys. You're so funny. That's been awesome. Um, yeah, you know, it, it's it's nice that it, that it comes up Um, you know, that I'm not forced, you know, this is my first book, so I'm kind of coming from a place where previously the only people who read my work were my parents who I would try to guilt into reading my stuff or my (laughs) fiancé at the time or, you know, so to actually have people that are going out and hearing about it on their own, um, yeah, that's been really cool. And I love, uh, you know, when, when, when you hear good things from someone you admire, that means a lot to you.
0: When is the movie coming out? I think that's the big question I got. I think you're talking about a possible movie in the works so or maybe down the road. Is there a movie to this console wars book ever gonna come to fruition, Blake? <laughs> it
1: is. Uh, there'll yes. there still be two movies. There will be uh the documentary, mm-hmm. which is almost done, and the feature film. And I know that it has been a while and I'm, you know, a pretty impatient person, so that's frustrating at times but it's only for the sake of doing it the right way and i should actually have some legitimately interesting new information for you in the next few months so maybe you'll have me back we can talk about actual details instead of me just saying um everything's moving along
0: wonderful man uh whenever that movie comes out you know me i'll be the first one to buy a ticket i'll be in that movie theater front row so i, I can't wait <laughs> Thank um you. Again, we're chatting with the Console Wars author, uh, Blake Harris. He's on Twitter at BlakeJHarrisNYC. And the reason why we have him on today, uh, today marks the 25th anniversary of, uh, of, I think, of one of the greatest video games ever, uh, which is The Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past. So I know before we get to all that, me and Blake are going to go back and forth about Zelda, the character, the legacy, Link, uh, the series, where it ranks today, uh, fun facts, all that good stuff before we get to uh, the the 25th anniversary of the video game. Uh, So, Blake, the original Legend of Zelda, uh, just kind of rewind a couple things. The original Legend of Zelda came out in Japan in 1986. So, me and you are are kind of dating ourselves, man. 86, I was... was, uh, (laughs) Three years old, and when it it got released in North America in 87, I was four years old. Um, Did you own the original Legend of Zelda game for Nintendo?
1: I did. It was one of the few. You know, back then, um, or I guess probably still now because games are pretty expensive, but there was no services like Gamefly or game rental places. But, you Mm -hmm. know, you had to really pick and choose which games you would get. Um, maybe it would be like a birthday or Christmas or Hanukkah gift, or maybe right. it would be something you saved up for from <laughs> taking down the garbage or mowing lawn. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, you know, that was like one of the five games or so that my brother and I had the, we had the gold cartridge, Legend of Zelda, and it was definitely our favorite game. And, you know, for listeners who are not in their thirties or beyond it might seem it was hard to kind of. Uh, really understand what it was like to play a game like Zelda, not just because it was so much better or so different than other things, but just because without the internet there was no like way to figure out how to get past certain things and figure out what to do. Yeah. It's essentially an open world game. And certainly there was Nintendo Power which could help answer those questions. But you know, if you didn't have the issue, like it was hard to figure out like where is the second level, or, you know, even if you then somehow stumble across it, you end up at the third level, and should you go to the third level before the second, you know, it was a bit, it's a very interesting and different type of game than what we were used to, and that was part of what made it amazing, and I think that, I would imagine that, um, you know, the creator, Shigeru Miyamoto, that had to be something he loved too, because it was kind of inspired by his childhood experiences walking around in the forest, and just this idea of, like, discovery and discovering things the way the kids freely do and and so you know i think that that was like the video game version of that as well where you don't even really know where you're going but there's a lot of shiny exciting things and you want to survive so you know we were proud owners of the game what about what about yourself
0: um i'm i'm pretty sure i owned it back in the day um quick story when when i had you on the show two years ago during that time i was in the middle of Trying to find, and I think I told you, trying to find the old Super Nintendo uh, console and the old uh, NES. And then there's a store downtown here in here in New York that that sells vintage old console um, consoles and video games. So at the same day, I saw the 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 old Nintendo, and you know, two years ago, they they ran for like a hundred some dollars and you know i, I can't get mad <laughs> i can't be like man can, I, I can't find nintendo cheaper nowadays but you know for 100 <laughs> with a controller and and the wires i said fine so i go in the back and i see the gold cartridge i'm like oh my god like no don't, don't tell me that got then i i i saw the price i it was either 40 or 50 and i'm like you know what Wow. that's not that's not bad because if you go online to amazon whatever and try to find that game used or new it's gonna be 200 300 dollars. and i didn't want to pay that pay that money so i paid 40 uh 50 cash for, for for the game and i think i played it a few times and like you said earlier about when you play the game you really have no idea what you're doing or where to or, or where to go <laughs> right and i think that's what confused me. That confused me when I bought it. I just didn't know where to go at half the time, and, and I think I just stopped playing the game.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was really daunting. I remember, actually, one of, one of my favorite Nintendo memories in retrospect that was kind of embarrassing and was a little embarrassing at the time was I asked my mom if I could have a friend over, uh, a kid named Kirtan Desai, and my mom said, oh, that's weird. You know, you've never had him over before. I didn't know you guys were friends. And I was like, "Oh yeah, kind of lying. Yeah, like, oh yeah, we're good friends." And she <laughs> said, "Like, are, are you are you are you telling the truth?" And I said, "No. Well, he's a nice kid, but he knows how to get um the raft in Zelda, so I need to have him over." And uh, you know, make, choosing your friendships based on the intelligence and knowledge of friends with Zelda It's well embarrassing that to you know kind of use someone for their Zelda skill, but uh, that, you know, that was one of was like back in the day.
0: Do you know, I I tried to look, I tried to look uh, online somewhere of, you know, and and I know that there's there's probably an answer to it, but was there a legit reason why the, you know, the cartridge was gold as opposed to what you saw with other games being gray? Is there a significant reason why the Zelda game cartridge for Nintendo was gold?
1: Just for marketing purposes, I'm pretty sure. Um. You know
0: I, I think it worked it was like a shiny special one that stands out yeah I, I think that was that was a very smart <laughs> marketing marking the, the yeah. decision right <laughs> yeah yeah because you know any kid would walking walk into a store you know four or five six years old and see a game oh do I want this gray one or you know what I see the I see the gold shiny one let me get that regardless of how much it was let me get that instead
1: <laughs> well I'll tell you what was not a very great marketing decision or at least it was an unusual one the uh the commercial for uh the Zelda game mm-hmm. you should your your listeners should go to YouTube and and check out the commercial for the original NES game it was, it's it's weird it's it's not a uh, not bad but it's, it's certainly not doesn't feel like a shiny gold prize
0: okay but, okay so i i before i you know I don't know. I don't remember what the commercial was. I haven't seen it. So is there a reason why you're saying that the commercial did not make you want to buy the game?
1: Uh, well, most of the Nintendo commercials by strategy focused, you know, mostly just showed game footage and were less about like the style you know, the style and more about the substance. But mm-hmm. this one was about um it was in black and white, I believe. It was like an older gentleman who it's you almost feel like you're he's in an insane asylum and he's just saying the word Zelda. Um, you know, it's been a few years since I watched it, but that's my memory. <laughs> and anyway, uh, it's, it's worth checking out. You know, it doesn't really fit with their brand and all the other stuff. Uh, um, so it's just a little unusual for Nintendo. And
0: I think is you know I think it's very interesting what you said earlier. The fact that you know games nowadays have like. You know, if you if you're in trouble, they have walkthroughs on YouTube and different you know websites to find out how to get through a stage. Back in the day when we were little in the '80s, uh, Nintendo Power was the main you know Google. That was the main walkthrough you you, you had, and and if not, you really had to figure out the game by yourself. And I think like you know, I, the kids nowadays have it so much easier. Uh, I've tried to beat a game or find a glitch or find a shortcut back in the day. Uh, you know, you could be, it could take you a month, two months to be one game. Now kids beat a game within like a half hour.
1: Yeah, but I, mean, I guess it's a trade-off too, isn't it? Because of like what you said earlier. It, it's possible that somebody could have bought Zelda, um, maybe didn't have friends who were playing it to tell them like how great it was or to keep them excited and you play it for like, an hour, and you're like, "All right, I don't really know what to do here. I guess I'll just, you know, try and return it or play something else." So, um, you know, th- that was the danger to making a game like that.
0: Yeah, because when you play it, I'm like, "What is my purpose?" I-, I, I, I love the music, the graphics were, you know, what it was back in the day, and I'd be going from door to door, staircase to staircase, and. See these little flower plants and everything. It's like, you know, what else am I supposed to do? Am I going the right way? <laughs> I want to be here all night, and I'm just going going in, uh, in circles.
1: Right,
0: right. So, um, so Blake, me and you are one of the 6.2 million people who bought Legend of Zelda
1: for Nintendo. Can you believe that? <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's uh. I mean, I kind of I so I feel like it would have been more even, but I guess
0: that's just the U.S. I mean, There's a lot of people for sure. Yeah, three uh, six point two with a lot of people, and for the record, as of as of as of 2015, for those who don't know, the original Legend of Zelda ranks fifth as far as the best-selling Nintendo games ever. Would you want to take a a wild guess of what finished above? Zelda for the top 4.
1: Um are they all Mario games?
0: Is Super Mario
1: 3 the number one song uh,
0: let me see. Uh, <laughs> 3 out of the 4 are Mario related games.
1: Ooh, so what's the other one? Um Not Candy Country. that Was that
0: it? No, it's probably got to be an NES game. Yeah. All right, so here we uh, here we go. Five with Zelda, we know that had Number four yep. was Super Mario Brothers 2. Interesting, okay. Number three was Super Mario Brothers 3. And to kind of make it exciting, Super Mario Brothers 1 was number one, so we're missing number two. And then when I tell you, you're probably like, really? I did not expect that.
1: Is it for the NES or was it for... S N
0: E S for the for the N E S.
1: Hmm.
0: right, um... I'll give you a hint. You had to use that that stupid gun they gave you.
1: <laughs> um. I don't know. What game? Duck Hunt. Oh. <laughs> He's like, oh. That's a, but how can, how can that be? Duck Hunt came for free for me, but. I don't know how they did their numbers. Hey, when, when, I, I, uh,
0: when I saw the numbers, I, I looked it up. I wanted to make sure I got it right. Hopefully, I did. But they, they had Zelda five, <laughs> Mario two at, at four, Mario three at three, Duck Hunt number two, Mario one at number one. I'm like, okay, Duck Hunt. Uh, yeah, maybe I, I guess back in the day, people bought either either Duck Hunt, uh, Duck Hunt, or or, or Hogan's Alley. Could the thing with the game uh, with the gun that was, right. that, that, was that, that was pretty big.
1: Yeah, I feel like my punishment for not getting that to be for the rest of the day, anytime I say something foolish, it should be met with the laugh from the dog from Duck Hunt. So
0: now you can walk around and, and tell people, hey, do you know Duck Hunt is the second best selling game in Nintendo uh, NES history? And they probably tell you, you you, you got to be out your mind, Blake. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, Of course. The, the the entire Zelda game the, the the whole series is considered to be one of the greatest games and series um, in the video game industry in history uh, very influential um, because and, and, and help me out here it, it it inspired the the quote unquote role playing video game genre so kind of helped me out where you know how did it, how did Zelda uh, transform that to where you know we still had that game style now and what it meant back in the day to, to incorporate role playing video game genre.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that it was just, it was such a great game to introduce that to a Western audience. Um, I don't know if it was the first RPG, um, though it sounds like maybe when we research it was, but just, you know, I think that, um, RPGs are kind of unfamiliar and off putting in general initially to the Western audience. Um, you know that's a over-territorialization there but but I think that Zelda made a game like that where you have to you have to toggle through your inventory and you have to collect these tools um you know much more appealing and much more understandable really to a Western audience so you know it, it's not surprising that that game has lived on i you know it was also super unique to that top down view and that open world feeling um, so it certainly cast a nice long legacy.
0: Now, is there a a clear-cut reason why the series still holds up even 30 years after the original came out?
1: I mean, I would say it comes down to two things. One is um, just the quality of the game slash like the nostalgia that people have for it. There's a certain fondness that people have for the Nintendo games from the late 80s, those classics like apparently Duck Hunt, but also the Mario games and even games like Kid Icarus and all that and Contra and Mega Man. But, but I think, too, the reason it holds up is, is because Nintendo continues to make incredible Zelda games. You know, every time they come out with a new Zelda game and it seems to be related to what came before but also kind of reinvents itself, you know, that's just a reminder of how long this franchise has been around. Um, you know, whereas other franchises, if, if, if the content that's coming out that reboots it or that, you know, is a sequel to it is not usually great, we we start to forget about how good the original was sometimes. Or at least we just, you know, it's hard to make that appeal to a younger generation that's never heard of Zelda because they're not playing Zelda games. But because Nintendo um, does such a great job of um, putting out new Zelda games and also just doing great things with their intellectual property, Uh, You know, like Smash Brothers for get all these guys together with the Amiibos. You know, I think that's a big part of the reason, too, why the game lives on so well.
0: Okay, Blake, let's be real. When's the last time you sat down and played any Zelda game?
1: Uh, The last time I played a Zelda game is I played the first one, start to finish, on my 3DS like two years ago. So it's been a while, um, but I'm so excited to play... Um, the new Zelda game for the Switch, uh, Breath of the Wild. After I finish working on my new book, that's kind of uh, one of my rewards for them. Yeah, using to
0: keep me motivated. I kept seeing, I kept seeing uh, stuff online about this new Zelda game. It, you know, it, it, it has me wondering if I should get it. I'm not even sure what console it's going to be released for, or whatever the case may be. But um, it looks very interesting. I, I haven't played Zelda. Um, the first one in, in like two years. I haven't played that that the the link to the past in God knows how long. Pro- probably since probably since 1992. I haven't played that game, so um, I have no <laughs> oh. idea what it looks like. And you know when I when I went on Twitter earlier to kind of you know put uh, put the picture out and 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 had followers tell me you know what do you remember most about this game, and the majority of the responses I was getting was. That God Forsaken ice level. And I have no idea what the ice level is or was, but it apparently it's probably the most difficult level to beat in that game. Do you do you recall that, Blake? Uh
1: yeah, it was very tough. And also <laughs> once again one of those things that like without a uh, you know, a walkthrough guide, that's handy it made it, it feel especially tough.
0: I think it was that and somebody else put um uh, so many, uh, smashing so many pots.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was, a, there was a, a pick up the pot and look for hearts and other items type of aspect to it. So that's. Now, that's did funny.
0: you did you know that the Legend of Zelda? You know, like I said before, we're we're gonna go back and forth, fun facts and everything. So, did you know that the Legend of Zelda was the first game in? Nintendo history to have a save function so that when if you're playing you want to stop and chill you can cut it off save and go back to where you left off. Did you know
1: that? I did know that, um, and I did remember that. There's, a, I, I imagine, it's also a difference between <laughs> things that I knew three or four years ago when I wrote my book and things that I remember. Um, you know, I feel like I I passed that test and now the information starts to fade away from my memory but uh, but i definitely remember that one and i know that because i lived it like that was even if the Zelda had sucked which it certainly did not uh-huh. i feel like my brother and i would have liked it just because you could save it and this idea that like i don't know this this physical object that you could put into this box and it would play and then somehow you could bring it <laughs> to a friend's house and you would be at that same point like that was crazy to us that was amazing and you so. know you,
0: you know for for to, to be honest with you, I, I, you know, I found my Super Mario 3, it was, the one with the raccoon, uh, Mario 3, put it in the uh, Nintendo, and and obviously, you know, like we, we know how long it takes for a game to even start on, on Nintendo after whoosh, whoosh, blowing the cartridge 24 times, and it still don't <laughs> work, right. and it, it took me a half hour to get it going, I'm like, alright, fine, boom, and then I started playing, and I play like two levels. I got tired. And I'm like, I'm looking to try to save it. And I can't. And I'm like, no way am I going to just cut this game off. Because I spent two hours, two levels. You know, let me, you know, I, I want to see how far I can go. I, I want to see if I can remember, you know, this game fully. And then for a whole week, Blake, I left the, I left the Nintendo on for a whole week. <laughs> For me to finish that game, and you know what, I I moved something around in my in, in my house, and one little touch of the wire, and it went bloop. and that was it. That was like then, they, they, you know what I did? I just packed everything up, put it in a bag, and I say, you know what? Forget all this. I'm not. I'm not doing this. Wow, that yeah. was a mature reaction.
1: <laughs> I I had one incident where I was at my neighbor's house playing, and I was unable to get to a safe point. Or I guess before we got to the save point, uh, my friend, my neighbor's mom came in and she was mad at us and she just turned off the game in the middle before we saved. And I started crying so hard Um, because I also thought that if you didn't save, then it would just go back to the beginning. It wouldn't go back to your previous save spot. I thought that you somehow ruined the chance for it to save at all. Uh, but I guess I was just also less mature than you, and you know, a real
0: a real crybaby with my Nintendo games. Yeah, cause I'm I'm like you know what I'm I'm not gonna get upset. I'm just gonna wrap everything up. And it took me a week to to play the game, and I, I got to the fifth level. I forgot I forgot where I was. I don't even remember. And I said, you know what? Down the road, I bring I bring the the console out. And try to play the whole game in one night, but that was that's my Super Mario Three uh, story. Um, we're chatting with Blake Harris, author of Console Wars, on Twitter at Blake J Harris, NYC. Um, I gotta admit something. I, you know, probably you probably you probably had the same problem, or you probably knew before me. But for a while, a long while, maybe like a few months ago, I don't know why I, I thought this way, but. I thought the character in The Legend of Zelda. And
1: you probably, I knew that's what you're gonna say because I definitely <laughs> thought that too when I was a kid. So come on, Randy! I knew that for years. That, no, that, I, as you're gonna say, <laughs> Zelda is the name of the princess, and that Link is the name of the you know protagonist. But uh, you know, definitely as a kid, I assumed that Zelda was the guy I was playing as.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm like, nah. The person is named Zelda and then people looked at me like, No, you're you're bugging out. His name is Link. I said, No, it's Zelda. They said, No, the princess is named Zelda. I'm like, Stop playing with
1: me <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you think about it, it would be the same thing as if like Mario Brothers was instead called Princess Peach and you're just like or Princess Daisy and you know, I think that uh, it's unusual for the game not to be titled after the protagonist. In any medium, really, like a movie or a book, usually it's named after the main character. Mm-hmm. It's going to be named after
0: anybody. So anybody who hears this show and, and thought that Zelda was the name of the person in the video game, you're not the only one. I thought that for a very long time. Link is the name of the boy in the game. Zelda is the princess. So I, I, we can, you know, let let's clear that up right now. So... Um, yeah, you know. I, I, I thought that for a long time. I, I felt pretty stupid. And then now, I try to pretend, Yo, yeah, come on, man. Zelda's a princess. What are you talking about?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, it also makes the second game, which came out, The Adventure of Link, and also the one we're going to talk about, A Link to the Past, mm-hmm. it makes a little bit more sense. Um, you know, when you realize that Link is not just, uh, you know, there's actually a proper noun there, that it's a person's name, and not just, uh, you know, talking about some
0: sort of bridge between the past and the present. And, you know, real quick, you, you did mention uh, Miyamoto, the, the the creator of Zelda, who also, for those who don't know, created Mario and Donkey Kong,
1: right? Yes, yeah, Shigeru Miyamoto. Yeah. And I didn't know most that. Most famous and probably the best video game developer of all time, but the one most responsible for um, influencing the games that people our age played.
0: Now, I know I, I knew he created Mario. I did not know he created Donkey Kong and Zelda for for the fact. I, I, I did not know that until, like, maybe an hour ago.
1: Yeah, well, that was kind of the thing, too. like, you know, part of the reason I wanted to provide console wars was it just felt like these games came out of thin air. Right. And certainly, of course, you know, like, for kids, it always, you know, like, toys or whatever kind of come out of nowhere. But with these games especially, without the internet, or even if you had Nintendo Power, it rarely would there be like a feature on the developers or the executives, the marketing executives. It was always about the game. So, um, you know, that's something that's changed over the past 30 years as video games have become um, an actual industry, like an entertainment industry, and I think that we get to know a little bit more about the developers. It's still so much less than, say, like the film industry or the music industry, but but we do get to learn more about people like Miyamoto.
0: Now, I'm pretty sure you know the story of uh, of Link, the fairy, where they got the, the whole inspiration from and where the name Zelda came from, right?
1: Uh, this is definitely in the category of I have since forgotten. Or okay. maybe I never knew. So why don't you uh, regale me with,
0: the, with some truth here? All right. Uh, well, I'm going to tell you because I just found out an hour ago where all these names came <laughs> from, so I'm not going to sit here and act like I knew the whole time. Um, Link and the fairy in in, 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 in the game was kind of like um the significance of being called Link and the fairy was because of Peter Pan and Tinkerbell. Did you know that part?
1: No, I, I did not know that, but that actually makes a lot of sense. Interesting, very interesting. Okay, And, how- and uh, obviously the look of Link is very much... Similar to how we've seen Peter
0: Pan depicted over yeah. the years. Interesting. And, and the Zelda name, <clears throat> who I thought was the main character <laughs> this time. Um, Zelda was, the the name Zelda was the wife of the great... F. Scott Fitzgerald. Yeah, the great Gatsby author Scott F. Scott Fitzgerald. So yeah, that's where Miyamoto used the name Zelda from.
1: Interesting.
0: I wonder, was there, did it mention any specific like affinity for F. Scott Fitzgerald or the Great Gatsby, or just he likes the name? Um, there was know. there was a reason why he chose Zelda. Um, I think it was just it was. Um, I'm actually looking at it right now. Um, I mean, no clear. Where you go? You know what? <laughs> I can't find it. Uh, there, there, there is a reason why. That he called her, he called uh, Zelda, so can't find it right
1: now. (laughs) That's all right. That's all right. It's some homework for the listeners. It's good.
0: Yeah. Um, Let me see what else we got here. Um, I I did want to ask you you know, we we do have a lot of great video game series Uh, Zelda, Mario, Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter, Donkey Kong. Um, for you, as someone who's been in the game for so long and someone who's played the games, for you personally, if you could tell me personally and from a generic standpoint, where does Zelda the series rank all time with you? Is it top three, number one, top five? And what do you think the general consensus of fans and kids would rank the entire Zelda series compared to the Marios and Motor Kombat
1: of the world? I mean, I think it's deserving of the top spot. I think that, you know, it's te- like, it, 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 I, maybe personally, I feel like Mario would be the top spot because those games, even to this day, are the ones that give me the most joy or maybe Mario Kart um, or like, you know, or the ones that I probably played the most is like a stupid answer like Madden because it's essentially very similar year after year. But 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 thinking about Madden is partly why I think Zelda deserves the top spot because so many of the games are so different. You know, it's not, you know every Mario game, um, while while you know very original in its own right, there it has a lot in common with those that came before it. Um, they continue to you know find breakthroughs and break new ground with technology. Uh, you know, like Mario sixty four comes to mind. But but the tone of the games and kind of the objectives and the gameplay um, elements are, are are somewhat similar, whereas Zelda has changed so much over the years, and that's right. that's a real challenge. And, you know, when you're... I was talking with a game developer the other day, um, not, not at Nintendo, someone who's doing virtual reality work, and we were just talking about the incredible legacy of games at Nintendo, specifically Zelda, where they kind of start from scratch, the developers do, um, every time and, and try to figure out what feels almost like a spiritual successor, like a, a sequel, but that's not a direct sequel to it. And and I think that with that will come some hits and misses. Um, you know, like like what, what we're talking about today, is that the first game came out and was successful and the second game, um the Adventure of Link came out, and, and I think it did very well, but, but it was very off-putting to a lot of players, myself included, because it was different. You know, we kind of... We have strange expectations for sequels. Sometimes we don't even know what we're looking for. But if it feels too different, we might be off-put. Um, and then, you know, but Nintendo has taken the risks, and I think that, that pays off in the long run.
0: And while you was giving me that answer, I was looking at the, the reason why he called it Zelda... There's no, there's no pr- uh, pristine reason, but if you kind of go to where it, you know, what Zelda means in in Yiddish, it means blessed, happy, or lucky. There you go.
1: Oh, that sounds about <laughs> right. Uh, um, you know, with Nintendo. But
0: you know, to your point about where it ranks top three, top one, top five, um, I can't argue with you. If you have it at the top spot, I, I think it, it's a. It, obviously, it's a game. Where it's similar to the Mario games, where Mortal Kombat Street Fighter are, are just one-on-one fighting games, and that's it. Um, you know, Donkey Kong. It, 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 there's there's like a journey to uh, to these games and to these characters, where you know you start from point uh, point A, and you have to go through different worlds and different levels to to find yeah, the, the objective. And f- for a kid back in the day, e- either A, they would say, you know what. This is too much time-consuming for me to sit in front of my my screen and play the game. On the flip side, some kids really like long, drawn-out games where, if you if you pay fifty-five dollars for a game now and you finish the game in a half hour, they might feel like that's a, that's a big disappointment. If they can go through a game like, you know, uh, example nowadays, like for me, the whole um, Arkham Knight. Series the Batman Arkham series, um, mm-hmm. that might take you a little while to finish all the clues and this and this and this and that. I I like I tend to like those games more than just the, the regular fighting, Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter kind of games. Um, even more than the shooting of Call of Duty and, and Halo and stuff like that. So I think if 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 there's a conquest, if there's something for you to do and find different challenges t- throughout the entire game, like a Mario or Zelda, I think that takes That'll make kids and even grown-ups, one, buy the game, two, like the game, and three, try to play the whole game out.
1: Right. I mean, it's kind of like the difference between a a treasure hunt and a basketball game. Like, neither is better, but, you know, when it's a basketball game, you know what is going to be played. You know it's Mortal Uh, Kombat. You kind of know what the rules are, what the physics are, and someone's going to win, someone's going to lose, and it's going to be awesome. But on the Smasher Hunt, you don't really know where you're going to end up. You might have an idea or you might
0: know where the end point is, but you don't really know like, where you're going to go along the way. I think that's exciting in a different manner. <laughs> no, it, it doesn't. Um, for for me, where does it rank? Uh, man, I think it, it has to be top – for me, top three, along with Mario. And I'm just a big Mortal Kombat fan. I, I've told you that since day one over, over Street Fighter, over um, – Tekken, over all those fighting games, I I would say Mortal Kombat because I think each game had has and had the ability to adapt as years went on. Mario, Mario had regular Mario. They had Mario Paints for God's sake. They had Mario Kart. They had Mario All Stars. They had, they kept going. Zelda kept going. Mortal Kombat still keeps going, and they add different uh, horror people in, into their mix of characters. Um, I felt it was a better gameplay than Street Fighter. So, for me, I think Zelda would be in the top three as, as far as a series because of, of their ability to adapt year in and year out.
1: Yeah. 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 I mean, again, yeah, I think that's just like a tribute to Nintendo. I, I you know, my book, um, you know, it, it certainly chronicles what, have, what are some of the more painful years of Nintendo. Um, but, but, like, <laughs> you know, I love the company and I love their games and the reason they're still around today and that they're able to get past those painful years is because they, in my opinion, make games better than any other company out there. And I'm so excited that they continue to do it, you know, after all these years.
0: Now, before we get to, what you know, the, the main thing at hand um, for the 25th anniversary of Link to the Past, when you turned on, when I asked people this question, or their memories, they told me that when they turned the game on, uh, the original Zelda, the music in the intro just caught them like, oh wow, like, you know, it was very 80s at the time and when when that tune came on, it just felt like a tune like, oh man, like I'm going to play this game and this game sounds so cool and even from the moment of the opening intro, had fans captivated about the game. Do you remember anything about the the music, the intro? Because people tell me all the time, Zelda's intro music has to be like top to five, top ten uh, main screen, you know, music in the beginning. What What do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that the Zelda music, um, and and the Mario music, and the Mega Man music are the three best. Um, franchises from the NES era, oh. and the Zelda one is really cool. Uh, you know, it's hypnotic. It's not um, upbeat and poppy like the Mario game. It's uh, it feels a little bit more cinematic. Yeah. And I like the the title screen too. It has like uh, um, like it turns pink, I believe. It has like that waterfall. It's you know, I can't. I, I guess I can't tell whether it's hypnotic and amazing on its own, or if that's kind of how it makes us feel as some sort of like Pavlovian response where we know that that title screen is what takes us to the game so every time it pops up and we hear that song we're like you know intrigued and inspired so but yeah I mean it's it's, it's wonderful
0: yeah it, it's amazing how the intro the colors and the music can just make me make a fan stare at it and just like
1: ah oh. <laughs> just being total all yeah. the whole thing and, I mean, like, it must be weird, too, because <laughs> these people have years making this game. Yeah. And, and, like, I wouldn't say it comes down to the success. You know, it doesn't just come down to those few seconds. But those seconds do matter, you know. Like, same thing with Sonic, when it's like, Sega! And you have Sonic come on. Like, those seconds really do make a difference. And that it, it, it reminds me kind of of, like, you know, you spend years making a movie and then it all comes down to like a 30-second trailer. And again, you know, it doesn't all come down to it, but, but so much of the opinion is being formed on such a small part of the project, which is almost an afterthought. Um, and, it, you know, I don't know of any better way. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but it's just, it just must be odds for the guys who spent years on the game. We're
0: chatting with Console Wars author Blake Harris. He's on Twitter at BlakeJHarrisNYC. All right, Blake, um... Uh, April 13th, 1992, we get to uh, the 25th anniversary of Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past. Um, I was, I think I was eight, nine years old at the time, elementary school days, and um, this game happens to come out for the Super Nintendo, so Super Nintendo is, is up and running for about a year or so, if I'm not mistaken, I think, what, 1990 or 91 it came out?
1: Yeah, you're right. It came out in the fall of 1991, so it'd been out for like like nine months. It was, you know, that was like a, the the what is all the um was all the you know the game we're talking about, but like the past game was. It was a big boost for Nintendo. They um they were very successful, but you know that was around the time that Sega was starting to encroach on their territory. They mm-hmm. had a really good holiday season, and then coming into the new year on April 13th, uh, Nintendo released. Their latest Zelda game, and that was definitely like a big boon for Nintendo, having bringing some of their great properties from the NES to the SNES.
0: Okay, so like I asked you in the beginning of the show, did you own the first Zelda? I'm asking you, did you own Zelda: Link to the Past on Super Nintendo?
1: Not as a kid, you know. I, I think I told the story when I was on the show last time, but the short version is that. My brother and I desperately wanted a Super Nintendo, but our parents wouldn't get it for us because it wasn't backwardly compatible, so they got us a Sega Genesis. And, you know, as a kid, getting both systems was kind of like blasphemy, except for those super rich kids, Um, which is odd because the systems are so much cheaper now than compared to the ones today. But anyway, um, you know, so I didn't have a Super Nintendo growing up. And so, uh, therefore, there was no reason to have uh, you know a link to the past. When I got older, when I was in high school, I, I bought SNES and played all the games that i had missed out on. So that was certainly towards the top of my list. But now, uh, what about you? Uh,
0: again, I believe I did own it um, when I was looking at the, when I was looking at YouTube earlier on the walkthrough and just to kind of see if I remember how it looked. I remember the intro. I, I remember how it looked, but. But Blake, I haven't played that game in God knows how long. <laughs> I don't even remember. <laughs> no ice level well, you whatever. Should. It's
1: a really it's a really good
0: one. Now, when I checked on Amazon to see how much it was, you know, you, you can get away with a used game like Zelda for like $35-45 and and, that's, and and that's nothing, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, for the like that's a that's a good collectible to have. I don't know. I'm not going to say that's nothing, to but... <laughs> It depends on your financial situation. Uh, you could probably get a game like you can probably get it from the virtual store Nintendo for five bucks if you have any of the other consoles. But uh, but yeah, I mean, those are really nice games to own. They, I think, for those of us who grew up in that era, it feels like owning like a little piece of artwork, and it's nice to have the physical cartridge.
0: Yeah. So I, I think for me, you know, as time goes on, I will, I will keep looking on Amazon and online and everything to to try to see if I can get that game. Um, It's the same thing when I bought the Super Nintendo recently and and I paid, I think, 50 cash for the uh, Super Mario Kart. And Mario Kart was always one of my favorite games and uh, I would break the controller when I come in fourth. I would just have an attitude when I, I, you know, not going first or just that moment when you're riding the cart. And you you know you think you're in first place and you got this in the bag and then somebody throws that stupid turtle in front of you and you just kind <laughs> of swirl in front of you and then you end up third fourth something like that will make me not play the game but um so when I when I bought the Mario Kart I saw the, the 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 Zelda the the original ones I bought that instead for the first Nintendo but I think for me going forward I, I gotta buy the second Zelda or. Link to the Past for Super Nintendo that's one game I need to have definitely
1: yeah it's a it's a it's a great game in a lot of respects but one of them that I was thinking about when you said at the top of the show that you know the sequel sometimes is not as good as the first one um, in terms of our conversation but like uh, but I think that part of what was so awesome about the third Zelda game was that it was so much more like the first game and the same thing is true of the Mario Brothers series you know the second game being almost you know, like essentially like a reskinned version of Doki Doki Panic, it was it didn't feel like what we now think of as a Mario game. And I think that um, you know, the third Zelda game and you know, it really felt like a link to the past and then like we were um being reintroduced to the types of mechanics and the gameplay of the first game, it was really refreshing in that regard.
0: Now for the record, I I don't wanna I don't wanna skip over it, but mm-hmm the original part two to Zelda was The Adventure of Link in, in in 87, but I tell you right now, I have zero recollection of that game, so maybe that's why I skipped over it, but for the record, that was the second game uh, in this whole series, and Link to the Past was number three, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, well, um, The Adventure of Link was was kind of, it was a different game. There was side-scrolling elements to it. It, it was not like that um, overhead top down yeah. style that we associate with the Zelda games from the eight bit and sixteen bit era. Um so I think it was a little bit harder to acclimate to and like I said it was something that I never really got into um back in the day and I think it was off putting to a lot of people. So I think it was nice to like you know, it I like the return of a familiar friend, um, a friend who many of us maybe thought his name was Zelda, but actually was Link. Um and that <laughs> added to like what made yeah, you know, that, that added to what made it very nice to have a uh, late return on the SNES. And yeah,
0: like uh, the overhead camera view in, in both Zelda 1 and Link to the Past, I think that was the, the main main reason why I, I, I liked the game. It was a different, you know, it's like what they did with, um, if, you, if you have played it, um, the whole NBA Live. When it first came out in, in 95, they had like this side slanted view. And as the game evolved, it was just like side-to-side or overhead TV kind of view. So the view in Zelda 1 and Link to the Past, the overhead, I think, was one of the main reasons why a lot of people love the game so much.
1: Yeah, or at least it felt familiar, you know, know, to to kind of, again, go back to like a Mario analogy, if, if Mario 2, or, yeah, Mario 2, which was weird at least it was a side scrolling game and had that been an overhead game you know, it would have been it would have felt very different and that doesn't make it any better or worse but it probably would have been um you know less enticing to people who love that first game
0: now just just like we did for the original zelda um you know link to the past was on super nintendo and i'm going to tell you where it ranks as far as the best selling super nintendo games of all time it ranks to as of 2015 Legend of Zelda Link to the Past ranks at number seven, the seventh best-selling game in Super Nintendo
1: history. All right. All right. I I can buy that. I wonder how many of the top ten games or the top six games were actually made by Nintendo versus, like, a third-party game, Mm -hmm. like a Street Fighter 2 or something like that. But I have a feeling that you're going to provide answers to these questions.
0: Yeah. Like, first of all, when I said seven, did... Did, that, did you kind of feel like like that was kind of low? Like, would you imagine maybe a top five spot for that, or was seven you, you felt kind of too low?
1: That was probably around what I would have expected. I probably would have guessed like five, but, I, but I'm not necessarily surprised that it wasn't in the top five. I think that, you know, I, I, it definitely didn't have the same impact as the first game, and I think that it's one of those games that um, the people who discover it love it, but it, you know, it didn't have as much of a mainstream appeal as the first game or as Ocarina in time that would come out for the N64. So that that sounds about right to me. Is it, again, I guess of the top six, how many of them are Mario games or Mario related games like uh, Mario, Mario Kart?
0: Mario, Mario in the top top seven Mario related games, three. Only three. All right. Um, Number six was Donkey Kong Country 2. Okay. Number five was Street Fighter 2, The World Warrior.
1: Okay. Awesome. That's good that there's a non-Nintendo, you know, non-first-party game in there.
0: Number four, Super Mario Kart. Love that one. Uh, Number three, Donkey Kong Country 1. Uh, number two, Super Mario All-Stars. Now, see, that's the game that, that that gets me like, really? Super Mario All-Stars was really that, you know, I, I know it was high profile back back in the 90s, but I didn't think it would be the the, the second best-selling game of all time for that console. That's the one game I'm like, mm, Zelda could have been sold more than that one. Yeah, but, I mean, this is again
1: where my memory starts to get fuzzy, but did not that come with The game, or there was like a promotion where it would come with the game for a while. I feel like that number might be inflated, Randy. I I really do. But at the same time, it was pretty awesome because it's hard to stress to uh, younger listeners how annoying it was not to have backward compatibility to the system Mm -hmm. because, you know, a person might very rightfully just point out hey, dude, just, just plug in your old system. If you already have the game, it's not that hard to just switch between. Nintendo and Super Nintendo. But right. Back in the day, those wires back there, the one that you tripped on that turned off your Zelda game, like, that was just like a jungle that no kid dare enter. So, <laughs> like, you know, like once we had the Genesis, it was like, goodbye, every Nintendo game ever, even mm-hmm. though you're only two inches away from my Genesis. Like, I would, to go through the, the months of setup that it felt like in your mind it would take to, like, set, to hook it back up, you know. So, so it was nice to have cartridge that had um, Super Mario Bros. 3 on it especially, which is my favorite game ever probably, or tied and then also, I think a lot of people replayed the second game after getting used to the, the fact that it was a very different one, and I think there's been like an appreciation for that over the years, so I'm not surprised that so many people owned it, but I am surprised that it would have sold so well.
0: Yeah, and, you know, for me, I think I think it it, it shouldn't count because if you, if that's a game that combines Super Mario One, Two, and Three all in one, and uh, the lost levels, um, game yeah, that, that, that Japan uh, came out with, so I mean that that's more like a best of, but I guess <laughs> it is like yeah, a best of. I guess fans fans are more like like, like you said, they, you know, when Super Nintendo came out, you couldn't play the old games from from Nintendo, so kids probably like me, was saying, you know what? If I can't play Super Mario 1, 2, or 3 no more on my original Nintendo, this game, Super Mario All-Stars gives me that opportunity to play all three in one cartridge. I think that was the main selling point. Did I own it? I, I'm pretty sure I did. But uh, would I play that more than Zelda? Uh, I don't know. I think Z- Zelda, with that, that Link to the Past, was, was on fire back in, back in 92 and, and, and at the same time you're, you're competing with a juggernaut in Mario and you know who's the kid to say no to play three Mario games in one cartridge <laughs> com- compared to one Zelda game in one cartridge
1: yeah plus I mean think about it this is uh, it was 1992 there's when, there's no DVDs yet so there's movies that come no. out on VHS <clears> which right. I mentioned because this is like before the era of like deleted scenes There was, you know, there was no internet to see deleted scenes. Mm -hmm. There was no, like, thing at the end of the VHS. So I think the Lost Levels 2 was, like, very intriguing from the sense of, like, what is this thing? And I don't know that Nintendo explained it very well, that it was actually, like, the Super Mario 2 version from Japan. But it did feel like you were getting a glimpse of, like, this thing that had been created, but then, you know, like, it never came out. But now it was, like, secretly being released. I I think calling it the Lost Levels was a really smart idea. Um, and I remember feeling that way, like just even though I didn't have a Super Nintendo, wanting to go to a friend's house. She'd be like, "Oh, can I see the Lost Levels? I want to see what, is, what are these things that they were hiding from us." <laughs> <laughs>
0: now, d- did you know that again the the chronological order of these Zelda games are very confusing. Uh, someone like me who tried to read up on it earlier today um, doesn't know chronologically what happened first, second, third, or fourth. So when I read up on this stuff, it said that this game, A Link to the Past, was the prequel to the original Zelda and Adventures of Link, where Link has to save Zelda, Princess Zelda, who was captive and everything. So um, apparently this game, A Link to the Past, was before the original Zelda and the Adventures of, of Link as far as the chronological order goes. Did you know about that?
1: Um, no, I, I, I'm not familiar with the analogy <laughs> of the Zelda games. That's that's interesting.
0: Yeah, and again, three games that I haven't played in, in God knows when, I wouldn't be able to tell the, the the order anyway. Unless you tell me, you know, or I have to find that online, I wouldn't be able to tell what what game as far as the story goes. What. What game is first, second, third, and fourth? So you're, so you're telling me the first Zelda is really the last one? <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for letting me know 30 years later, right?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Now, you know, some would say Link to the Past is better than the original. Are you one of those fans or, you know... um people who, who read up on the stuff that would say Link to the Past was better than the original Zelda or do you always feel like the gold cartridge game is, is, <laughs> is, 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 is the god almighty I of always, Zelda games?
1: I always feel like the gold cartridge game but I, I would be open to the idea that I'm biased by my own um, you know personal experiences and memories of the game um, though not to the extent that there's a lot of things that we remember Finally, because of nostalgia, but that aren't that don't live up to as good as we remember. And I think that the first element does. But I think there's nothing gonna beat the fact of like me and my brother staying up late and playing that game and working together, even though we hated each other. Or more so I hated him because I was a jerk. But uh, you know, like I, 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 I would be happy to argue with someone about the merits of the first one versus the third one. But personally, I would pick the first game and my golden cartridge.
0: Now, what what would have been smart is to have a link to the past in gold, right? So people would buy it right away.
1: That would have been really smart.
0: I mean, you you might as well keep keep that tradition going. I I think that's your your trademark. Every Zelda game that comes out, I mean, until they, they started making the Xboxes and, and Playstations, the the CDs, every cartridge you had had to be in gold. I
1: think that's a really good idea. We should get someone on the horn and figure out why they didn't do that. <laughs> yeah, get Randy we... <laughs> in the marketing department. Child Randy. Yeah, no, that's a good idea.
0: Yeah, do, do you have uh Miyamoto's number right now?
1: <laughs> yeah, let me. I to send him a text. <laughs> to tell him he screwed up. No, that would have been. Um, uh, yeah, that would have been smart. I, I mean, just in general, even playing with the cartridge colorings and yeah. packaging would have been probably more fun. Um, and, I, and I think that's kind of symptomatic of of what Nintendo's like as a company, they, that's like a really smart marketing idea. And I wouldn't say that they're against smart marketing ideas because they're a smart company, but they just did not prioritize those kinds of things. They cared much more about, um, the actual game development than about the marketing around that product development.
0: Did you find a, a, a difference of the gameplay from the original Zelda to a link to the past, whether it's, the controller, the game was quicker, was um, kind of easier to find what you were looking for. Were you? Uh, do you do you recall any of that of the gameplay? Whether it was easier or difficult from from the first game to Link to the Past?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. I actually, the like the character control of Link to the Past is probably better. I it's you know I think that a lot of times with games, what makes them from, you know, what takes them from good to great is something that's hard to put into words and that maybe there are no words for, and it's kind of just like, how does the game feel in your hands? Like when you move the character and when you shoot things and when you, you, you know, when you throw a bomb or when you, you know, use your sword. And I think that um, it, A Link to the Past, there was like something like freeing, like almost once you played that, it felt like you were wearing leg weights in the first one. Um, just because the game in general was slower, since you know the technology is a little bit slower but but like i felt like very spry as uh as link in Link to the past and um I, th- I think that was really fun like it was really fun to be link and to and to move around this world as
0: him honestly uh blake i think any game for the super nintendo was was quicker and easier than the original uh, nintendo with the with the controller it just felt quicker it felt lighter it, it, you know, whether it was Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter, Mario, or Donkey Kong, or no matter what no matter what game it was, every game felt more quicker with the whole Super Nintendo console as opposed to the first one.
1: Yeah, that's a really good point. And I also kind of interesting, too, because, you know, I think that one of the most fondly remembered games, and as we know, like, one of the top three selling games for the SNES was Kong was Country which is incredible, but that, well, that actually was a character that, like, was very heavy, you know, like, he, he, he doesn't move super fast mm-hmm. like a lot of the characters that we're talking about. Um, and maybe, I, I think that it was cool that Nintendo was able to make that work, and and it, especially when their main competition at the time was Sonic the Hedgehog at Sega, who was, like, super, super, super fast. Um, when, when Nintendo came out with Donkey Kong, they didn't try to just make him fast for the sake of trying to show, like, hey, we can even go faster than your hedgehog. But, uh, they, they stuck true to what they felt like was important for that game. Though, to your point, I think that Donkey Kong would have, well, he did, actually, the last slower in the Nintendo version. Though it was a much different type of Donkey
0: Kong then. Now, with, you know, with them going on Super Nintendo, um, again, I read I read up on this an hour ago, it's it somehow they use, some, some of the early Super Nintendo games were using this thing, um, the amount of space you can have on the game, on the cartridge, uh, the early ones were using four bit, and then uh, Le- uh, Zelda came along and used eight bit, and I guess that's why you see a lot of the different levels, different colors, the different worlds, where they they really maximize their space on the cart on the cartridge compared to the earlier games. Um, do you have any idea what I'm talking about? Because I'm like, you know what, four yeah. bit ain't bit I mean- like
1: yeah. I've never been a very good person with technical specifications. Me either. But conceptually, um, you know, I think a good way to explain it. And, and like the final section of my book was called "The Tortoise and the Hare," mm-hmm. and that was mostly um, in. Obviously, it's a reference to the fable, but but it was mostly in reference to the business strategies of both companies. But but that also holds true of the of the game development. You know, Nintendo uh, wanted to build these consoles. That, that would last for a long time, that would have a long life cycle. And not only like being durable in that regard, but but these consoles where the, instead of needing like a better console mm-hmm. or an upgrade peripheral to make them work better, that the cartridges could do the work, that some of the newer tech that was being developed could happen in the cartridges. So over the course of that time, the games were supposed to get better, um, maximize space, better deal with scrolling issues better and so I think that that's kind of what your what what your example you were referring to was talking about um whereas uh, Sega I think it was more of like from the beginning it was like it it pushed the limits of the hardware or at least the plan wasn't to keep trying to push the limits of the hardware in the same way that Nintendo did
0: we're chatting with Blake Harris the author of Console Wars, we're talking about the 25th anniversary of Legend of Zelda: A Link to the Past and the legacy of the Zelda series in general. Um, he's on Twitter at Blake J Harris NYC. You can find me on Twitter, Randy Cruz at Randy J Cruz. Um, real quick, um, IGN had Link to the Past as number 11th out of 200th on their best uh, best games of all time. Uh, Entertainment, cool. Entertainment Weekly had it as the best game of all time, and um, Nintendo Magazine, out of a hundred uh, of the greatest one hundred games in Nintendo history, they had it at number eight.
1: That's I mean that's great. Um, how, I'm curious if you still have it in front of you. How did the sales figures from the Super Nintendo like top ten games compare to the top 10 games for the NES? And not, like, number by number, but just in terms of, like, was it relatively similar, or did the NES game sell
0: a lot more? Um, I would tell you... Alright, so I told you... uh, Alright, so the first one was for Super Nintendo, the Super Mario World, 20.6 million copies sold. That's number one, right? So by the time we we get to 8, 9, 10, the 10th one was... Super Mario World Two, Yoshi's Island, which I don't remember, at um at four million. Okay. So you have your Street Fighters. You also have Star Fox in there. You got Donkey Kong in there, Legend of Zelda. So I think anywhere between Mario, Donkey Kong, and uh, uh, a Star Fox and, and a Street Fighter. That's that's what really dominated your uh, the sales for Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Interesting.
1: Oh, thanks. Yeah, thanks. Helpful. I'm just wondering kind of like what impact there was of having this other console out there that was successful with Sega, you know, as opposed to the NES where that was like the only game in town, or at least it was so successful that it felt like the only game in town.
0: But now for Nintendo, we, of course, Mario Brothers, uh, number one at 40.2 million copies sold. And by the time you get to number ten, that's five, six, seven, eight, nine. I think number 10. eight, nine, ten. Ten was um, Dragon Warrior Four, which it's whatever. At, at three point one million in Japan, they gave me Japan numbers. So in the top ten, you get you're either gonna have Mario, both both Zeldas, the first two. Tetris is up there in the top five at number five. Um, Duck Hunt, the the infamous Duck Hunt. And um, <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles at uh, number eight at four million. Awesome. Yeah. I'm surprised Tetris is up there at uh, number five with uh, eight million and 1.8 million in Japan for Tetris. Awesome. Now, did you know that the original name for Link to the Past game was not supposed to be called a Link to the Past.
1: Um I believe bo- yes. I don't remember what it was supposed to be. I feel like that was in my book. <laughs> what uh <laughs> Okay, so I'm gonna plead three years ago here, folks. Um what was it?
0: Well the original name for Legend of Zelda and link the a link to the past part was supposed to be the Triforce of the Gods, that was your original name. Now the reason why right. the reason why it got changed because uh, there was some religious references in the name and in in the game. So as far as there, as far as the content guidelines for Super Nintendo, it got changed from the Triforce of the Gods to a Link to the Past. There you go. Awesome. Yeah, I, I feel very smart now that that I know the reason why the the whole name got changed. So I I feel pretty smart right now. <laughs> Let me see what else I got here for you before I wrap it up. Um so also this game, Legend of Zelda Linked to the Past, is the first time we see a major a major Zelda trademark which has two parallel worlds, the light and dark world. Did you know about that? Mm-hmm. Come on, Blake. You're not supposed to... I'm supposed to know this more than you. No, you're not.
1: i was I was once about a time an expert on this stuff. But, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, I've played that game plenty of times. Okay, it yeah, is a great
0: right. one. All right. Did you know Link is left-handed? How about that one?
1: Did not know that. Ah, yes. Is there in all you the go. games, is he?
0: You know what's so funny? When I was watching the walkthrough on YouTube, he kept using the sword with his left freaking hand. I'm like, I mean, at that point, you're not really paying attention to what hand he's using for the sword. Right. It's just like, when I look at fun facts about Zelda, oh, he's, he's left-handed. I'm like, no, he's not. And then look at it, and he's using the sword with the, with the left hand. Not that it matters, but okay, Link is left-handed. So what? <laughs> Apparently, yeah. Yeah, right? Uh, let me see. Did you know Japan got a remake of the first Zelda, a sixteen-bit remake of the first Zelda. That that rings a bell. But tell me more about that. Um, I wish I could, but that's all I got. All right. I I just felt like, I guess, just imagine the first Zelda in sixteen-bit. It's a lot cleaner, like crispier, faster compared to to, to mm-hmm. the first game. Different graphics, so I think, you know wow, Japan, you, you really got one over us, but I would love to see that game. The original Zelda in 16-bit, I would love to see that right in front of my face. Yeah. Uh, did you know the original? The original Legend of Zelda was supposed to be on a floppy disk and not a cartridge. I definitely
1: knew that. That was in the bus for sure.
0: <laughs> That's not fair. That's not fair, Blake. I I, I got to trump you <laughs> with with one or two things. Yeah, I got you with the... Uh, Left handed thing, but I, I, I'm trying to find a thing that you don't know.
1: Well, what else? Yeah, I mean, I, it's all good. It's nice to hear these things again. It's <laughs> nice to be reminded of these little nuances.
0: Could you imagine any game on a floppy disk, like a, like a Zelda or Mario being sold on a floppy disk? Could you imagine that?
1: Uh, no, not really. I mean, I guess the computer, like the idea of computers and that stuff was so distant from the console world back then. But. Hard to, Really, imagine. Gotcha.
0: I guess if it was if 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 it was on floppy disk, we wouldn't be using alcohol in the cartridges. We we wouldn't be blowing the cartridges twenty times a a a, a day. So, it, you might have put the floppy disk in. It would have worked right away, but you know it it, it would have taken away from us in the cartridge. Right.
1: <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh,
0: let me see. Do you know that the the world record for beating for beating the original Legend of Zelda is under thirty minutes? No, I didn't know that.
1: What what is the actual record? That's very that's very impressive.
0: Twenty eight minutes and fifty seconds. Uh, I, I think I think the, I think that the guy used a glitch though. But I gotta see. I think he used a glitch. But twenty eight minutes and fifty seconds to beat the original Zelda. That's the world record.
1: That's that's super impressive.
0: What about the uh, this contest Nintendo Power magazine had for someone in the world, a, a one lucky fan to have his or her name in the game, and then it was uh, it was Chris something. Chris, I forgot his last name. He was a one of many that had his game, his name in the game in some in some level, and. Everybody was jealous of him. Did you know about that? Did
1: he? What did he get? His name in a dungeon or something? Is that what happened?
0: Yeah, it was some level, some bonus level, and it said something, and it said his name, Chris, with a last name H, and it was a contest. No, n- n- Nintendo Power had that. You know, will, will any a- anybody in the world, boy or girl, can. Into the contest, and you and you can have your name in the Legend of Zelda game, and boom! This lucky kid, Chris, got his name in there. Out of out of me, out of you, out of everybody else, <laughs> we, we could have had our name in one of the biggest selling games of all time, and we're not in that in that game. That's awesome. No, it's not because I want my name to be in Zelda, not this Chris guy. I don't That's know a good how contest! Make us yearn for that. Uh, let me see what else I got before I let you go. Um, I mentioned that. Oh, the 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 creator Miyamoto. He he was he was rec- uh creating Zelda and Mario at the same time. So different elements that he used for Zelda ended up in the Mario game, and something in the Mario game that he created for Mario ended up in a Zelda game. Do you know about that? No, that's
1: really fascinating. So that's really cool. Apparently, he
0: created. He originally created the the fireball, the fire bar for Zelda. But it, it ended up in the Mario game. The fire pellet that he, pew, pew, all that stuff. That's supposed, to, that, <laughs> wow. that's supposed to be in Zelda. But at the same time, um, the, the, the those plants, the fire plants that, that were in, in Mario that would, uh, uh, what do you call it, the... Um, the piranha plant stuff that the spits out fire. Yeah, yeah. I
1: know what you're talking about.
0: Yeah, so that was supposed to be in Mario, but it ended up being in Zelda, known as the Manhandler.
1: That's awesome.
0: I thought I thought, I thought it was too, but I, I'm like... Uh, I mean, see, these, these are things that I don't... I'm not looking too close at, but when you read about it, I think it's, it's really fascinating about who created it, what's supposed to be in what game... And just knowing that different elements of two of the biggest franchises in video game history they kind of traded off th- uh, different things
1: yeah, that's amazing that you know it's always interesting to hear about the creative process of these things and the fact that they actually overlap these two iconic games, the two franchises is amazing.
0: I think the last one I got for you is that uh in the original Zelda um there is a a second a second quest when you beat it. When you beat the game, that's apparently a second quest. After that, did you know about that? I was
1: actually disappointed that you
0: didn't know about that, my friend. Uh, but yeah. I knew that two hours ago. That's it. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Now, did you play that level? Did you play that quest, or you just you know felt like you know I, I beat the I beat the game. I'm, I don't have time for the second quest.
1: Um, I played it only in the sense you know I never beat Zelda when I was younger, but I believe. if you typed in you know your username as Zelda it automatically takes you to that to to the harder levels or to the second quest where everything like you know things hit you twice as hard and things were there's other elements a lot of elements that were changed so I feel like I played it in that style which was the you know non-deserving way to play it
0: so before I let you go the legacy of you know it it being the 25th anniversary of, of this game and Um, you know, not, not, not a lot of, uh, video game series go on 25, 30, 35 years. Uh, people like Mario and Zelda have had the privilege of being around for so long for many people's childhood. And even now in our adulthood, they're still making games, but a link to the past. What's the legacy of that game? What's the legacy of that game in general? What's the legacy of that game for the Super Nintendo console? And, um, like, for you personally, where would you rank that as far as, like, one of your favorite games of all time?
1: Uh, I would say it's, like, a top-favorite game of all time. And in terms of the legacy, um, I think that, you know, it's, it, it's such a great game in so many ways, but, like, from the legacy standpoint, I think I would go back a little bit to what I said with Super Mario Bros. 3. Like, this was the game that kind of redefined and and took us back to what um, the previous game was before the second one. And in that sense, it kind of set the tone for what a Zelda game is. And the same way that Super Mario 3, you know, showed us like what a Mario game is. Had Super Mario 3 been a little bit more like Super Mario 2, maybe the games we have today for Mario wouldn't be the style that they are. Um, So I think it was, you know, um, I I just think it was super important in that regard to kind of... um, Cement what type what what a Zelda game is in our collective mind. Um, but but at the same time, I you know I don't want to take away from the fact that that only happens because the game is so good. So you know we should totally celebrate it for its singular achievement as well.
0: Are you gonna go on Amazon or some online website to try to find this game like I am, Blake?
1: Uh, yeah. Or uh, yeah, I I get to see if it's available on my virtual console right now. I I'm
0: definitely in the mood to play. <laughs> <laughs> I mean yeah, me too. I think it'd be interesting f- for me to to kind of see what it is and see if I have the patience to uh, to
1: go through a whole. You probably will. And walk through guys and that make it a little bit
0: easier. Yeah, you know, I, I guess when it comes to those fantasy games, some people may not be a fan of those, and I totally get that. I I I understand that. But I think just the journey of the fantasy game, uh, will will get me back into playing Zelda. I haven't played Zelda in, in, like I said, in a very long time. Like really sat down and see, you know, I'm gonna play this and see how far I go. When I was playing it, I was just testing it out. wasn't really playing playing it, it like that. So I know I gotta find it. If it, if it's not in this store downtown that I know here in the city, then I, I got I, I got I gotta get it um uh, online somewhere. But um. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's been great talking to you about the legacy. Well, let me ask you a
1: question. Since yeah. It kind of goes to what we're talking about with the Zelda game. All right. Um, I think that, that when you play a quest game mm-hmm. um, like Zelda, you, it's sometimes, sometimes you need patience. Do right. you think that you have more patience now as an adult or, or that you had more patience as a kid?
0: I think I would have more patience now. Um, okay <laughs> because you know like back in the day 8, 9, 10 years old I, I, I want the answer I, I want to know how I get through this door why am I not getting past this level and then like you said back in the day there was no internet. There was no walkthroughs. There was no this. It's, it's Nintendo power, or either you ask your friend, "Hey, did you beat level eight in Zelda?" And oh yeah, you have to do this. You have to do that. That was right. that was the only way you can go through any level in in, in 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 any game. So with me, I would have more patience. I would go use my my sources online to find out how I get past through <laughs> level twenty five in Zelda. And I think I, I think I would I would be able to enjoy it and embrace it and just you know take it all in where like I get to appreciate the game now like back then it would it would it was just a game oh it's Zelda part 2 let me go play it now growing up I can appreciate the graphics and the music and the gameplay and the the whole thinking style of trying to beat right. a a big time legendary game so um more patience, yeah, and would I beat it in one game? Hell no, but maybe a week <laughs> I can do it, and now I can, now right. I can save the game. I ain't got to beat the game in, 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 in one day.
1: Right. All good points.
0: So before I let you go, um, like, I, like I've been saying all, all, all throughout the show, Console Wars, that's the book you got, but I wanted to know what you've been working on new lately, what's coming up in the future before I let you go.
1: Oh sure, um, and again, you know, thanks for being one of my my best champions for the book. You, from the very beginning, you were always super supportive, and no problem. I really do appreciate it. Um, so yeah, so for the past couple of years, I've been working on a book that is—it's uh, not a sequel, but it is a similar behind-the-scenes story that touches on the games industry. This one about the resurrection of virtual reality okay. as a uh, as a you know as a consumer device, like with Oculus and the uh, htc vives so getting the behind the scenes story there and that will be out in uh, early 2018 and then uh, in, the, in the meantime i i write pieces every two weeks for the how did this get made podcast hosted by paul sheer where i interview the people responsible for making the movies on their show which are almost always terrible terrible movies cool. and figuring out uh why these terrible movies were made you know uh Movies like Top Dog, starring Chuck Norris and uh, a canine buddy. Theodore oh, uh, Rex, <laughs> a terrible movie with uh, Whoopi Goldberg, where she has a dinosaur oh, partner. Man. Um, but we also do movies that are, that are kind of campy and awesome while, while sucking in certain ways, like the Fast and the Furious franchise, which I love. Um, there's a great piece we did last year with the stunt coordinators and all that. So that's been really fun. It keeps me busy. And those are most of the two things that take up all my time.
0: Did you, or have you gotten to where, why did Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter got made? Because those were pretty bad.
1: <laughs> That's a good question, because they actually, the show, the podcast, the, the Paul Shear hosted podcast has been on for six years, and they have done episodes prior to my joining about mm-hmm. Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter, so I have not written anything yet, but after I finish my book, I'm going to go back and uh, re-examine some of their stuff from the archives. So those are definitely, as I'm sure you can guess, very highest top of my list. And I
0: think even even before that, before I let you go, even before that, the the, the Mario Brothers movie with Dennis Hopper as King Cooper. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh that was that was pretty bad. That was pretty bad, Blake. Pretty bad.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, well of... there's a whole section in the book about that and actually mm-hmm. that was part of why I ended up getting the job to do this, because they like they liked my uh, history of the Super Mario Bros. Terrible movie.
0: So where can people so, find the podcast at? Is it on iTunes, SoundCloud? Where Where can people hear it?
1: Yeah, the podcast is everywhere. It's called How Did This Get Made? Uh, and, and it's hosted by three comedians. And I write these pieces that go up on the website Flash Film um, every two weeks. And we uh, promote each other's stuff. Um, but the podcast itself is, is very funny. So after listening to... Randy Show. I recommend you check that out. Unless you're playing Zelda, that would be a an acceptable alternative to listening
0: to to Demand. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Uh again, Blake Harris, uh author of Console Wars, go check it out. He's on Twitter at Blake J Harris NYC. So you want to know about books, writing, uh, video games, movies, he's a man to contact on Twitter. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. And uh, again, if if you don't already know, Blake, Zelda is not the name of the character in Zelda, all right?
1: <laughs> I'm well informed. But I'll tell my child <laughs> itself. We will appreciate
0: that <laughs> in right, Thanks man. so much, man. I
1: appreciate you having me back, and uh, I look forward to the third
0: time. All right, man. Blake, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Take it easy. Take care. All right.